What's up, hockey fans? Welcome back to the Good Goat Podcast. This is episode 27. I'm Christian Brady in Clemson, South Carolina. That's Matt Tiar, also in Clemson, South Carolina. This is the first day of our semester. Matt, how you doing? I'm good. Classes start today, but um, I kind of got a light load on Wednesdays. Uh, for our loyal listeners, they both know we're communication majors. And to give you a little sneak peek, uh, communication and sports communication majors are very Tuesday, Thursday heavy on classes. So we usually don't have classes on Friday. That makes more time for golf. It's all good. Life's good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There'll be a lot of golfing going on on Friday. But, Matt, this morning, the United States are gold medalists in the World Junior Championships. I know we're going to get into that later, but did you watch the game? What did you think? So I was at Top Golf last night, but they did have it on the TV. So I watched the first and second period. Um, and then I kind of kept up with the third period on Twitter. Uh, the first period was absolutely dominant for the U.S. I mean, mm-hmm. I it, it was indescribable, indescribable. I was telling my friends, they're like, wait, isn't Canada supposed to be like the powerhouse? And I'm like, yes, yes, they are. Um, and we just, we simply outplayed them. Uh, and then mm-hmm. in the second period, they had a couple chances. They had a breakaway uh, from Caps prospect, Connor McMichael. And Spencer and I just balled out, had 37 saves, I think it was. Um, mm-hmm. And then obviously, like I said, I kind of missed the third period. From what I was reading on Twitter, we were dominating like we were in the first. So, yeah, the third period was more just like collapsing, you know, a lot of shots, but not a lot of chances for Canada. Okay. Um, but yeah, such a great game. And we're going to talk about it later. But before we get into the 2021 World Juniors, we want to reflect on the year that was 2020, because although it was the worst year of all time, there was some good hockey to be had. And you and I have some good memories from it. So why don't you start us off? Um. Well, let's just talk about the bubble itself and how it came about and Gary Bettman just really being on the ball and being the first commissioner out of the four major sports to say, this is what we need to do and this is how we can make it effective. Um, and doing two bubbles, one in Edmonton, one in Toronto, was absolutely brilliant. And mm-hmm. once hockey got started, once it was back, there were like 12 games a day Um, and I just, I couldn't get enough because they were all on basic cable. So it was all NBC, NBCSN, CNBC, USA. So it was like four TVs at once. It was electric. So that's like not the number one, but that's the first thing I want to point out is, uh, obviously last year was a tough year for everyone. Um, but the bubble made it a lot brighter for hockey fans at least for a little bit so definitely yeah I would say just a part of that is agreeing on a new CBA for the bubble restart but also for the next three or four seasons uh, before anyone else even really had a plan it's just showing how much hockey players and hockey executives are committed to putting hockey on the ice no matter what the sacrifices are from each side Absolutely. Uh, that's, that's the sport we love and that's uh you know, that's one of the reasons we love it. And that's just, that goes to show you, I mean, the NBA, it's proven time and time and again, 
that egos rule that sport, that it's mm-hmm. all about the superstars. Whereas hockey proves time and time again, players put the sport before themselves. They, they yeah. always have. And the story you always like to tell is when the Kings wrote Gretzky a blank check and said, here you go. And he's like, mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not taking this amount of amount of money to play a sport I love. And that's just, that's that's always how hockey players have been. And it's just a great example of the greatest that ever will be to step on ice. So. Yeah. And you, you mentioned like respecting the game, putting the game first, even in football, which is a sport we both love. Doug Peterson and the Eagles on Thursday night with the season on the line for the New York giants put absolutely zero effort into winning the game. They treated it as the first preseason game of the 2021 season. And people were very upset about that. I don't know where you stand on that, but definitely I know that in hockey, every single game is played to win on each side. And I don't know if that was the case on Sunday night. Um, yeah, my brother, Zach, who's an Eagles fan, I know he was throwing up somewhere uh, just at the lack of effort. But Dan Orlovsky from ESPN put it perfectly. He said, you can't try to go out and win the ball game and also say, I want Sudfield to get reps. Mm-hmm. Like those two don't coexist because Jalen Hurts was winning the game for the Eagles before yeah. they benched him. Um, and that's exactly what Peterson said he wanted to do after the game. Was I wanted to win the game, but at the same time, I wanted Sudfield and other guys to get reps. And it was like that those things don't coexist. Anyway, so – Back to, bringing it back to hockey, that stuff doesn't really happen in hockey unless you have back to backs and you're kind of resting your your best players. But even then, the skaters that are on the ice are going out to win games. There's no tanking, like no, yeah, of course. So, well, so hockey's the greatest. Sport. Some of the, yeah, hockey's the greatest sport in the world. Coin made. Um, let's get into the bubble hockey itself. Uh, one of the first memories was early in the playoffs. I think it was night one because the Bruins, I remember, had a game right after game one of the uh, Eastern Conference quarterfinals or semifinals, however you want to say it. Braden Point, well, let's start with this. 2-2, and it goes into five overtimes between the Lightning and the Blue Jackets. And Braden Point finally ends it. But after Jonas Corposalo of the Columbus Blue Jackets was able to break the record for the most saves of all time in an NHL game with 85, the current record was 74, and he shattered it. Unbelievable. And it's not like you would think logically, like, there's enough time, of course, he's going to get that many shots. But I'm pretty sure Vasilevsky had, like, 41 saves. So, obviously... Tampa Bay was dominating the overtime and Corpusala was keeping them in the game. It was so fun to watch. I couldn't believe yeah. how fun it was. I mean, the game started at four o'clock and I think it ended at nine thirty. No, it was later than that. You remember? Because the Bruins actually got flexed to the next day. You remember what that? Was the starting times. I'm trying to think. Was it like two and seven or something? It was like four. It it was usually like four and eight. So they mm-hmm. could they could do like every two hours so the east played and then the west played and then the east played but it went the game went into like 11 something and they kept pushing back the puck drop for the bruins game and then the nhl was like we we don't know when this is ending we have to do it tomorrow which was so funny because and they had already had the preseason for the um top four teams and the play-ins for each of the five through twelve 
but this was the first night of the actual playoffs, and it was nightmare scenario. Like this is exactly what you fear is going to happen when you think about all teams playing on the same surface. It's like, well, what if one game goes six and a half hours and five it's overtimes like, in this? That's not going to happen. Don't worry about yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> and it happens on night one. So yeah, it was like the fourth longest game ever. Yeah. Um, and. It was just so awesome for our sport, just to bring it back into how awesome our sport is, because people that have never even heard of hockey were tuning in because they saw this guy who played Corpusalo, who now had was going into his third full game of hockey <laughs> after playing three periods and more than three overtimes. And not to mention him making over 80 saves. I mean, everybody was tuned in just to see when this game was going to end. Yeah, it was history. And I, I felt bad that he lost. But at the same time, you'd think you're watching almost three full hockey games. But every second was extremely entertaining. Yeah. And the guys, the speed of the game did not decline at all, which was unbelievable. They were so energetic, involved in the game. It was, it was crazy. Well, I remember texting you saying – if Columbus wins this game, give Corpus Allo the Vesna right now. Retroactively, yeah. Yeah, and then, and then I was saying, like, if they somehow win this series, give them the Con Smythe, even if they don't win the Cup. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Matt, why don't you hit us with our second one? Um, both 12 seeds beating five seeds. So you had uh, Chicago, who everyone wrote off, beat Edmonton, and then – uh, Montreal with a f- actual healthy carry price beating who was it Pittsburgh um yeah, Pittsburgh. so that was exciting in itself because everyone was saying well these teams shouldn't have been in these teams shouldn't have been in and it was like they were more prepared than the five seeds exactly and that's when all the conversations started like if a team wins the cup that wasn't supposed to be in the playoffs like did they earn it and yeah. you and I agreed that they earned it probably even more than they would have had to in another year. It's like any other sport ever. If you get a chance to be there and you take it, no one can say anything. It's like exactly. Ohio State with the college football playoff. Everyone's saying they only played six games. They shouldn't have been there. And then they demolished our school. Of yeah. course they deserve to be. They're a top four team. They're a top two team. I mean, it obviously showed last week. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that that's a dumb argument. If they get a chance and they fully capitalize on it, they obviously deserve to be there. Agreed. Okay, another great moment. Oscar Lindblom, after receiving cancer treatment and while still receiving cancer treatment, returned to the ice in the playoffs for the Philadelphia Flyers. He ended up playing 20 minutes in like a two or three overtime game in his first game which is a lot to ask for a guy who's literally being treated for cancer probably the next day. That was an unbelievable story. And it's followed by good news because he was declared cancer-free this off-season, if you want to call it that. Um, And he'll be back on the ice to start next year, which is awesome. Yeah, he was one of the – I'm blanking on the name. The name that – Masterton. Yeah. Yeah, he was a finalist for that award, and we thought he was actually the front runner. Um, I mean, clearly he was deserving to be a finalist, someone that's mm-hmm. going through chemotherapy and can still play 20 minutes of playoff hockey 
has should have everyone's respect. So yeah, that was a pretty cool story. Um, and it was still, he'll probably still be up for that award this year. Yeah. Cause he only really played a couple games last year. So, and it was really, it was just cool to see both teams kind of rally around him and, Mm -hmm. and give him some stick taps and stuff like that. So. And he looked good too. He definitely deserved to be in that game. Yeah. Um, Dallas game seven overtime winner against my cup finalist prediction, uh, Colorado Avalanche to head to the Western Conference Finals. That game was insane. It was yeah, what incredible. A series that was. What a series yeah. that was. Uh, if Colorado was healthy, they would have won the cup, but it's all good. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean – that that entire series made the playoffs for me. Yeah, it was just yeah. so electric. So yeah, Dallas plays that. I mean, Dallas tries to play the most boring game possible, but at the same time, they have such good guys on their team. Like it made it easy to root for them, and they they really did um, make it hard on the Avalanche. They, they made those games as boring as possible, and the Avalanche are a high flying, big, physical, running gun team. And Dallas is the opposite of that, and they determine the play and they won in overtime it was I mean as even as a series as it could possibly be but it's like the clashing of styles that I like to talk about a lot on the pod well not to mention that Colorado was on their third goaltender going into game seven yeah. so mm-hmm. if Grubauer is healthy they they blow them out eight to nothing mm-hmm. okay and lastly lightning captain legend possible Hall of Famer, Steven Stamkos, lifting the cup after many career-threatening injuries. It goes back to a game that I was at in which at TD Garden in Boston, he broke his leg clean on the post, comes back, has, what, knee injuries, shoulder injuries. And the one that sticks out to me is the blood clot that almost ended his life. Yeah, I know. um, That he came back from. I mean, this guy's been through it all, and to – to be there for his team and to be able to lift the cup uh, as a captain was pretty special. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was awesome. So good for Steven Stamkos. And while we're talking about this, Matt, because that's the end of our 2020 wrap-up, the Tampa Bay Lightning are in an interesting situation. We talked about how they were in cap hell going into this year. But Nikita Kucherov is out for the season possibly coming back for the playoffs with a knee injury, was it? Or did he break his leg? I don't know. Whatever it is, that's the case. So they were able to flex his cap space in the long-term IR. And obviously, he's a guy who's getting paid probably $10 million. Hip surgery. Hip surgery. So they were able to flex his cap space into long-term IR. And with that, they were able to sign Braden Coburn, I think it was. So they're actually out of cap out because of that. And there's a big debate going on in the – hockey community about whether that should be the case because if you think about it then you could have a guy who use an example david backus on the bruins was getting paid a lot of money to not play any hockey to to get sent down to providence yeah you could say oh he broke his toe we're moving his cap to um long-term ir and people are arguing whether you should or should not be able to do it i want to hear what you where you stand on that so you're saying if someone like gets a bad sinus infection, they can move people to long-term IR? 
Is that what you're I really saying? I don't know what the rules are, but that's basically in essence the argument. Yeah. I, f- I mean, I feel like the league would step in and, and set some boundaries, but I mean, that's a dangerous, that's a dangerous can of worms that could be opened. Mm-hmm. Um, but with COVID and I mean, it's not 2020 anymore, but anything's possible with, with all this COVID stuff going on uh, still. I mean, I, I can't believe that last March uh, we were texting saying like, oh, the, hopefully this will blow over by summer. Hopefully this will, oh, you know, you and now that? it's, it's almost been a year and we're like still at the peak of it. People were like, if you quarantine for two weeks and everyone does it, then we'll be back to normal by Memorial day. And we were like Memorial day. We don't want to wait two months for this. Yeah. And here we are almost a year later. I'm like, I don't want this to ruin my spring break. And then it's (laughs) like almost, it's still got a good chance of ruining my graduation a year and a half later. I'm staying another semester. Dad, I'm, I'm taking one class next semester. Yeah. To, <laughs> yeah. To get a normal graduation. You'll be paying more for rent than you will be for school. <laughs> that's true. Okay, All Matt, right. that's our 2020 wrap-up. Do you have anything else? No. I'm going to – I'm gonna. while we're on the topic of COVID, though, um, I'm going to go into some sad news. Per sources um, – and they're pretty reliable sources because they're straight for me and Christian. We got the best uh, sources in Clemson hockey. Don't don't come at us for that. Yeah. Uh, no, there will be no – as of right now, there will be no Clemson ice hockey games this semester. Um, there's a lot of hurdles to jump. Clemson is banning sponsored – like university-sponsored travel. Mm-hmm. I think it got extended through the end of March – which means they're not going to reimburse or pay for any travel. As most of you guys know, we play games in Greenville, which is 50 minutes away. That is included in travel. Um, They're not going to help pay for rink time. So it's just lack of funding. Mm -hmm. Um, So the, the good thing is they will be holding unofficial practices and possibly some scrimmages if they can get enough skaters me and Christian have been talking and that's something we're interested in calling. So at least parents can see. Um, so, I mean, we'll let you guys, as soon as we'll let you guys know, as soon as we do, I got to talk to the new big cheese at tiger vision, which is Marissa. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. That's just a shame. I mean, COVID hits another thing that, that uh, we love to do, but you know what, what are we going to do about it? Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's the same thing I told you on the phone. You were like, it sucks because it's your last year. And, you know, it, it does, but I can't sit here and – I mean, I can sit here and sulk, but um, I'm actually pretty good at it. But, <laughs> uh, you got, I mean, COVID, that's, it's not even out of our control. It's, like, way beyond that. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I do my part. I wear a mask. I social distance, and that's all I can do. So, I got to roll right. with the punches, you know. Yep. Yeah. So, but we'll, we'll try to get some Clemson hockey content to all of you in some form or another. We're still working that out, but we'll let you know as soon as we do. Yeah. So we're definitely interested in doing some cool things of like maybe creating like a mini documentary on how the club started or how the life, the day in the life of a player, just because it's mm-hmm. so stressing on them to do a full load of classes and then have to drive an hour and a half to just play a home game 
for a 10 o'clock puck drop to not finish playing until 1230 to drive back to do it all over again. It's insane. So yeah. anyway, yep. stay tuned. <clears throat> okay, Matt, let's get into the world juniors. We alluded to it before, but the U S makes it out of group B as the one seed. They played Finland in the semifinals and they won four, three scored a game winning goal with just a minute left in the game. And then a two nothing route of Canada, you put, and I want to let you get into this, the gold medal game. I want to let you go on your rent. Well, so I, I do want to start with the uh, game against Finland. Um, 3-1. To be honest, it was a sloppy win. Finland's a really good team. Um, they, beat, didn't they, they beat us last year in the gold medal game, I'm pretty sure. No, so, in the quarterfinal. We finished sixth in the tournament last year. Okay. I remember they beat us in a pretty big game last year. Uh, no. they, I mean, Finland typically, typically gets the best of us. I remember even in the, um, Olympics, they beat us five to nothing. So, um, Finland's they're definitely on the come up in the sport of hockey, but we got a sloppy four, three win. It was an absolute snipe, uh, from yeah. the hash marks, high glove side. I mean, even the announcer was saying not many people in hockey can, can make that shot. Um, go on to face Canada. I'm watching the TSN stream. So they're like, Canada's going to destroy us. And they're the greatest <laughs> team that's ever been put on ice. And, uh, they got embarrassed. I mean, who invents a sport and then can't beat anyone else at the sport. I mean, let's be honest here. So I put on our thing on our script, we own hockey now because this is now four straight wins in the world juniors against Canada. They haven't beat us since Connor McDavid was on that world junior team. So we wow. own the sport. You can have Justin Bieber back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, keep him too. We don't want to. Yeah. He's actually, he makes pretty good music now. I hate to say, it, but yeah, he's all right. Whatever. Anyways, Matt, <clears throat> I want to talk about, well, why don't we just go through the top scorers of the tournament? Um, number one from Canada was Dylan Cousins. Obviously didn't do much last night, but he was a crazy player throughout the tournament. Um, and number two is the guy who I really want to talk about. And that's from the United States, Trevor Zegras. He's an Anaheim Ducks pick in the first round a couple of years ago. Um, in six games, he had six goals and 10 assists for 16 points. And that actually tied Dylan Cousins. Um, he was just every single time he was on the ice, you knew he was one of the most impressive players I've ever watched at a world juniors, including Connor McDavid. Obviously he's no Connor McDavid, but I mean, who knows? I said to you, I think the first time that we see Trevor Zegers in the NHL is going to be the year that he wins the Calder trophy, whether that be this year or next, because I know he's invited to camp this year. And after the momentum he's carrying from this tournament, I have a hard time believing he's not going to make that at Anaheim Ducks team. Who knows how competitive they'll be, but I know he's going to be an incredible player in the NHL. So, Yeah, I, I also want to point out that Canada had 19 first-round picks, and we had nine. So it's kind of a – it's kind of – and I hate to keep switching sports, but it's kind of like a college football matchup where a team with no five stars beats a team with five stars. Like, on paper, we weren't supposed to beat them. Um, 
But that, I mean, it just shows you how evolved hockey is in America and how, how big it is and, and can be. I mean, the potential for this sport in our country is it's astronomical. I mean, we, we, we haven't even scratched at the surface of what our country can, how important this sport can be in our country. There's a couple things at play here. Um, Number one is the CHL has not played a game since March, but college hockey restarted in October and they've been playing ever since. So that's an advantage for the U S but U S camp started. Let's see. The tournament started two weeks ago, which means U S camp started four weeks ago. Canadian camp, because there was no other hockey started in the middle of November, which means they had that time, that much time to prepare for this tournament. So I would say that those probably even out maybe a little bit of an advantage for the United States because the kids are in better shape. Um, more used to playing competitive hockey, but at the same time, that's a very short time for that team to synthesize, and Canada had more than doubled the time. Yeah. So, I mean, it was just a great game. It seemed obvious that these two teams were going to meet. They were head and shoulders above the competition. Uh, but such an unbelievable game by the U.S. Uh, talked about it before. The third period, they just locked in, showed how disciplined they were. Uh, I got to give a shout-out to the coach, Nate Lehman, He's from Providence College, which is my favorite college hockey team. It's where my parents went. And that defensive core and even the forwards were so disciplined, especially in that third period. It was like I said, there was a lot of shots, but almost zero chances because everything was kept outside. They really scrunched up. They were all inside the hash marks. It was such such a well, perfectly played game. And obviously that shows what the score is. It's 2 nothing, but it was – and the shots were – advantage Canada but it really wasn't even close the people I was at Topgolf last night the people that were net like in the bay next to us were also watching the game and when we scored I like celebrated with them like through the thing and uh they were saying oh I see your Capitals jacket we're we're from Boston I was like oh one of my best friends is from Boston he's from Foxborough and uh they were like yeah we're from South Shore I was like, oh, God, that accent. <laughs> uh, yeah. So and then uh, his wife's, like, I guess, first daughter, she's a senior at Ohio State. He was like, do you go to school down here? I was like, yeah, I go to Clemson. And then she was like, oh, yeah, that game. I was like, get that. Get out of my face. We're not doing this. We were like bonding over USA hockey. And now, yeah, now you're crap they- talking to me. They rubbed you the wrong way with the South Shore comment. And then <laughs> yeah. the girl comes That's out with the That's what started the downward like, trend. Yeah, you're like, I'm not talking to you guys anymore. I'm like, do you have smart pie? <laughs> oh, man. All right. Um, in other news, the NHL sold its soul um, <laughs> to sponsors. <laughs> uh, the NHL announces its Individual divisions will be sponsored, kind of like how England does soccer. It's like the Barclays Premier League. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to be Scotia NHL North Division Canada. Shocker. Are you shocked that Scotia is sponsoring? Um, the Honda NHL West Division, the Discover NHL Central Division, and the Mass Mutual NHL East Division. 
um, I feel like our division got screwed out of a yeah, cool spot. For sure. Those um, are the classic NHL sponsors, though. Those are all over the place. I always thought Mass Mutual was a Mass Jesus company, but it's not. I When I read that, I was like, Moore's Mutual is sponsoring our <laughs> like those cheesy 3 a.m. ads. I'm, I'm Montel Williams. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> what do you think about this, Matt? Because I know people were very, very angry online. Oh, um, I, th- I thought you were going to say the next point. That's why I was like. No, no. I want to hear what you think before I say. I don't. I really don't care. Like, yeah, I, I'm the but, same way. I don't, people are getting so mad. I don't. And really that's get why. It. That's why I prefaced the statement with the NHL sold its soul because that's how people are reacting. They're like, they, yeah. they're sellouts. Blah blah. I'm like, if they have an opportunity to make up some of the losses from COVID, like, why not? Yeah. Because that's what this is. They're they're only doing that because, like, they're trying to financially recover from COVID. Yeah. Like you either do this or you drop the cap five million dollars, and your favorite player has to leave your team. So which one do you want to choose? Exactly. And when you put it that way, they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> so it's it's also not like there's a gun to your head and you have to say the sponsor before you say the division or else they shoot you. Yeah, like nobody's ever going to say them. It's not like mutual NHL East Division. <laughs> like it's not like it's, you're it's an Anaheim fan. Use, and you're, you're not like to use the names of the divisions anyways because you're only playing in your own division. And it's only for this year. So I don't really get the outrage. Who, Hockey who cares? are some of the worst people on earth. Who cares? Yeah, I don't get it. It's not like you're in, from Anaheim and you're like, God, our uh, Honda NHL West division is so tough. <laughs> or if you say, like, if you're in a conversation, if me and you are in a conversation with someone and we're like, yeah, the East is pretty tough. And you're like, excuse me, it's the Mass Mutual They're NHL like- East division. They're like, what's the what's the East Division? Oh, the Mass Mutual East Division. Oh, yeah, the Mass Mutual NHL East Division. <laughs> That's yeah. when me well, and you start punching people. Yeah, exactly, Matt. Those are the same people that are like begging you to like hockey if you're not a hockey fan, and then as soon as you're like, "Wow, this is a good sport." I like how Tuka Rask is playing and everyone's like, shut up. You have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't want to see you on Twitter talking about hockey. And it's like, yeah. what do you want then? Yeah. Same people. It's the same people getting mad about this. There's also helmet ads. Uh, the ones that have come out are not that bad. Again, I don't really care about this. Like, how often do you see a helmet? Like, if they change the jerseys like they do in, like, whatever, the Swedish league, where they're just filled with advertisements, yeah, I'd probably be a little mad, but it's a helmet. Like, the logo's that big. I don't care. Yeah, so that – and that's another thing I wanted to point out is that the helmets will have the spot – like, the main sponsor of the team. Kind of like NBA jerseys have the little patch right yeah. here. It it doesn't take away from the jersey. And that's – I'm glad you said, like, in the Swedish League because, like, in the KHL, the helmets are just filled with ads – yeah, like, it's a little ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or like the Finnish league, it's like literally the entire jersey is just one big marketing agency. And it's like, yeah. I then I would be a little upset because that's not something I want to buy. Like, whereas yeah, this exactly. is just, it's so clean. But mm-hmm. the Discover NHL Central Division is not going to have any effect on my life ever. 
Exactly. All right, so, no, really they didn't sell their soul. No, they that's didn't the sell point. They barely sold anything. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Colin Wilson calls it quits after 11 seasons. He's 31 years old. He had some injuries in the last few seasons. Um, his career was a good one. 286 points in 632 games. Went to a cup final with the Preds in 2017, but wasn't able to get a ring. Obviously, like I said, multiple injuries were ending up probably being the cause for the end of his career. And he'll retire at Colorado Avalanche. Good for Colin Wilson. I'm a big preacher of, you know, get out when you're still healthy. Enjoy your life after hockey. 632 games is his hockey age is a lot higher than 31 years old. That yeah. makes sense. That's a lot of games. That's a lot of wear and tear on a body. So good for him. Congratulations on a great career. Yeah, he's been playing peak, the best hockey in the world for 11 years. I mean, since he was 20. So people say 31, That's he should be in his prime. But you you can't think of it as he's just 31 years old. Like you said, you have to think of it as hockey age, like the amount of miles he's played. 630 games is a lot. Um, and he, I think he only played nine last season because of injuries. So Yeah, and recovering from injuries is a full-time job. That's, that's no rest time. It's probably more difficult than playing and it's such a tough equation of is it worth fighting all these injuries to keep playing the sport I love versus being healthy for my family and and raising like raising my kids yeah um, I mean he's 31 he's played a, a lot of hockey he's made a lot of money um he's probably going to be an analyst or something for a team down the line or maybe even a coach he got it made. If he can fully recover from his injuries, he's his kids exactly, won't have to yeah. worry about money and life's good. So good for him. Yeah. Okay. Here comes my least favorite segment of the show. Well, I saved it for last. Childhood hero. One of the greatest Boston Bruins of all time has been forced out the door and into the arms of the Washington Capitals. So Daniel Chara has already moved to Washington, D.C. In 1996, which is before either of our lives began, Daniel Chara was drafted by the New York Islanders, I think it was. Or it was what? Sixth uh, overall. Oh, uh, no, it was. It was the Islanders. I'm pretty sure it was the Islanders. Um, he's the oldest player on an NHL roster after Jeremy Yager finally left. And he signed for one year, $795,000. There are bonuses included in the contract, which won't show up on the cap hit. And that includes plays in 10 games, which I'm sure he'll hit. Cats make the playoffs, which I'm sure he'll hit again. And Cats win the cup, which there's no way. Because um, they're in the same division as the Bruins. So. Okay, well, uh, we're 14-2 and two out of the last 16. So. <laughs> yeah, well, we got eight games to settle that this year. We'll, we'll see about that. So 7-1. and one. So here is <laughs> here is my thoughts on this. I'm conflicted because at first glance, $795,000 in an $80 million salary cap is like you and me giving a guy $5, you know, to like clean our window or something. It's literally nothing. I had like pennies in this cup. I was going to start throwing them at Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, it's not really about the money when you think about it more clearly. It's, we've already stunted the development, and I talked to you about this, 
of multiple draft picks prospects like Jacob Lazan, Connor Clifton, kind of, but most notably Euro Vakanine and Jakob Zaboral. I know you probably don't know who these guys are. But are you speaking are, English? What is yeah, that? These are legitimate <laughs> ruined prospects who have not been able to play because they've just been waiting out Chara. Uh, but you know what? I don't agree. That's my like reasoning. That's me trying to whatever compensate for what they did. But I still think Char should be a Bruin. He's still going to play 15 minutes this year, every game, every night. He's going to be an unbelievable leader. And he's going to be the best fifth defenseman in the league on Washington. It's not, and it's not even going to be close. He's such a valuable player. And at $795, the Capitals literally risked nothing to get this guy. Yeah, so we signed Trevor Van Riemsdyk. Um, and he, he was going to be a third-line defenseman. I mean, him and Jensen are probably going to battle it out. Um, like, put him with a young guy like TVR – who, who's not his brother, but, you know, kind of has something to prove leaving Carolina and, and proving that he can still play the game. I mean, he won several cups in Chicago, but he wasn't a major piece of that team. Yeah. Um, but the Capitals, I mean, I hate to toot our own horn, but we are kind of a franchise where people come to revive their careers. Brett Connolly did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jay Beagle got, I mean, he didn't revive his career, but he got a big paycheck after leaving our team. Um, Michael Kempney was literally about to go to the KHL and he's now the, should be the Norris Trophy winners defensive pairing. Um, DSP's the goat. <laughs> so. to say DSP. I was just about to say that. <laughs> so, I mean, well, I mean, as far as TBR, he's got something to prove. I think pairing him with a freaking first ballot Hall of Famer legend like Chara, it for seven for literally pennies on the dollar, it's mm-hmm. I think it's genius. Um, yeah, and too. and putting the clause of skating ten games to get an extra two fifty, that that's just showing that the Caps we're not gonna we're not he's not gonna play thirty minutes a game. He's not even probably not even going to dress every game, but he's a glorified defensive coach. Like if he, he has a locker in the locker room and he's going to be there every intermission and he's going to be there every pregame. And you can bet that he's going to definitely be a leader leading voice in the playoffs. Cause he's been there, yeah. done that. I mean, it's to me, it's a no brain. Um, and I, I said I, to you on the phone, they could glue his pants to the seat of the locker room and it would still be worth $800,000. Yep. He never gets up. All he does is speak in intermissions and before games. And that's the only thing you need him for, for that amount of money. I, I, I'm actually surprised that we're the team that like reached out because to me, like we both just harped on for $800,000, he's a glorified defensive coach and he's going to play seven minutes a game. Like, who cares? Like, he's not a liability at the blue line. He's going to be physical. He's going to beat your ass if he has to for $800,000. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this makes me so sad. I also thought once the news broke, I called Christian. And he's like, in the he must have been in Chicago because he was in the windiest in part New- of the I country. I was in Newport, literally on the coast, yeah. <laughs> and I, he goes, 
thank you for poaching my childhood hero. <laughs> so my dad calls Charles Shrek because he's just his he's one of his facial features are so <laughs> Eastern European because he's born before. This is how old he is. He was born before yeah. Czechoslovakia broke up. Mm-hmm. Um, which is actually kind of cool because in the Olympics he can play for one or the other. Um, but he's he's six nine. He's seven foot on skates. He's a massive. He's so intimidating. My dad said he was gonna get a thirty three custom jersey and just put Shrek on it. So. <laughs> I don't mind that. I think that's funny. Yeah, talk about other things that are worth it. Chara's seven foot six is worth eight hundred thousand dollars. Doesn't even matter. Stick him out there in front of the net. He's waving that thing around on the penalty kill. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I mean his reach is so underrated. It's it's a to me it's a no brainer. Um, yeah. And I wish we would have done this before we signed Justin Schultz. The money we should have given yeah. Braden Holby, but that's a that's a dead horse. So mm-hmm. okay, Matt. Let's segue into the marquee segment of the show, our picks for the playoffs. Again, this is probably a little easier for us. I mean, it's still difficult decisions, but it's easier to organize because you're just picking the top four teams from each division. And we're just going to start right now. We'll light them, we'll uh, write them down and we'll see how we go throughout the season. That uh, sounds crazy, but the playoffs are literally already almost around the corner. So it, this season's going to go by incredibly quickly. Yeah, it's uh, – don't tell me that because literally the end of the regular season is the day after I graduate. Yeah, it's so that's true. All right, the Scotia NHL North Division. Good thing you said that because if you didn't – I know. One of, one of our six fans that listen is going to be pissed if I didn't say yeah, that. Exactly, yeah. Um, and reminder, that is the All-Canada Division – um go ahead okay my four teams for the canada division are toronto edmonton winnipeg and god this is a tough one vancouver all right are you going to – you? Yeah, I got you, it. Okay. Toronto, uh, me, yep. Winnipeg, Edmonton, Vancouver. Leaving out Calgary. That's right. Leaving out a healthy Carey Price with That's a backup correct. Jake Allen. That's correct. I wanted to leave out Toronto because you know how I feel about how mismanaged that team is. But with how disappointing they were last year, how does that team not get better this year? Well, their cancer of Mike Babcock's gone, so. Yeah. All right. The Scotia no NHL North Division. The four teams that make the playoffs. This is so much tougher than I thought it was going to be. Calgary. Vancouver, Edmonton, 
Oh. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do it. Wow. Montreal. <laughs> wow. The Toronto's gone. We all know Ottawa's gone. Yeah. Um, and, and Winnipeg and doesn't make Winnipeg are both out. Wow. Dude. It's 2021. Anything's possible. That's true. That's true. Um, uh, it's so tough to leave out the reigning Vesna winner and Connor Hellyabon. It's so I tough. I know. And I have to leave out Toronto. They they don't produce. They stink. They stink. Their top line makes almost sixty million dollars. They make. Uh, there are teams whose payroll is less than that. Auto. Yeah, literally, yeah. <laughs> All right. We're going to do this one last. Let's okay, skip. yeah, this is the hardest one. But you're going first for the Central Division. Excuse me. The Discover NHL Central Division. Thank you. Gee, I so, thought I was going to have yeah, to end the pod. You know, I can't believe I did that. That's that's blast. That's NHL blasphemy <laughs> right there. All right, the Discover NHL Central Division. Oh, I'm first? Yep. All right. Well, let's do the two obvious ones. Mm-hmm. Tampa's making it. And Dallas is making it. And those are it's insane to me that both cup finalists now have to play eight times this season. Um, Carolina's making it. There's so many good teams in this division. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I have to go Columbus. Tortorella yeah. keeps proving – he proves yeah. me wrong time and time again. I said last season to start, Columbus and Ottawa have to play a seven-game series and the loser gets – For relegation, yep. To relegation. And Columbus made it to the second round of the play. Oh, well, first round, but they beat Toronto, who has a way higher payroll than they do. And gave the Cup chance a legitimate run. Yes. Yeah, I'm not going to be the first one to bet against Columbus this year. I'm putting them in as well. And they're going to be my first team in. CBJ. I am going to have the defending Cup finalist, Dallas Stars, not in the playoffs. Chicago is my next team. Okay. It's hard to argue after what they did in the bubble. Mm Mm-hmm. Tampa Bay, and finally, God, I wrote CBJ next to Columbus Blue Jackets because that's inverted my initial. Yeah, I was like, my last team. This is so hard. I know. I'm going to pick Florida. What? Yep. I got to ride with my guy, Keith Yano, from Milton Mass. I got to do it. So, you left out – we both left out Nashville and Detroit, which Mm – I feel pretty. I feel pretty comfortable, Luca. I don't feel very comfortable about Nashville, but okay. our our goalie Luca is going to be pissed at us. Um, yeah. I feel very comfortable with the Red Wings being left out, but mm-hmm. Steve Eiserman's their GM now, um, so you know they he's going to. They had the most uh, players in the World Juniors. Fun fact: eleven. That's what I'm saying. I mean, they're on the mm-hmm. come up, but I don't. Yeah. They're not there yet. Um. I have you left Carolina out, and you left Dallas out. Dallas, that's your team of the West. I know, I know. Hey, you got to be bold. 
I mean, they just paid. They just paid Anton Hudobin to back them up. I don't. I'm not very confident in that. Okay, all right. As much as I love Anton Hudobin, I'm pretty sure they gave him six million dollars. All right. So, and then I left out Florida, and you put Florida in, and then we both have Columbus and Tampa in. I was between Carolina and Florida. That was literally just a guess. Nothing well, informs that decision. You know, Detroit's winning this division now. Yeah, probably. More likely Nashville will. All right. The Honda NHL West Division. Christian's up first. Okay. My first team, my first three teams are the obvious ones. Colorado. St. Louis, as much as I hate to do it, they got Tory Group, so they're the best team in the league now. And Vegas. And I got to pick a last one. I'm going to start by saying this. Anaheim and L.A. are very, very close. They were up there in World Junior Talent, too. They're going to be good quickly. I give them a year or two. But they're not there yet. Minnesota is always in limbo. San Jose, man, they're so hard to read. But I'm going to avoid them, and I'm going to go with Arizona. So I I do want to jump back a little bit to – the Discover NHL Central Division. And Spencer Knight, by far the best goalie in the World Juniors, is a Florida prospect. Um, And they also have the Bob. So, I mean, Florida's definitely on the come up. For sure. Um, All right, back to the Honda NHL West Division. I hate you for going first because my four teams are Mm-hmm. Drum roll, please. Arizona, Colorado, St. Louis, and Vegas. Which means, out of None eight of teams in this division, we left that we both left out San Jose, Minnesota, LA, and Anaheim, and though those will be the four teams that make the playoffs, just because of our prediction. Because anytime yeah. we bring up something, the opposite happens. Yep. Oh, man. I feel confident, though, because I actually three out of four of those are locks. Vegas, St. Louis, yeah. and Colorado, by far, are the best teams in that division. Matt, Vegas has to disappoint one of these years. They have to. They've lived up – they've exceeded expectations for three straight years. But I don't think it's this year because you. I mean, flurry. you have they to have flurry you, and Leonard. In in true Vegas form, by gambling, you have to ride the hot hand. That's you correct. have to. Yep. All right, the Mass Mutual NHL East Division. To go I'm gonna I'm gonna piss myself off by having to say these because I'm being a jerk about it. There's right. only one team that I don't think is gonna make the playoffs. I think we're on the same page. You just want to say mm-hmm. it? The Devils. The, the Devils, yeah. Although they, I did predict P.K. Subban to win the Norris. So. <laughs> that was last year, not this year. Don't get confused. Yeah. We'll have to do an award. We'll have to do a pre-award show next episode, too. Okay. Pick all those. Well, I'm definitely picking Carlson because he got freaking robbed. But yeah. All right. Well, the two obvious ones. The Washington Capitals, who are winning the cup. 
the Boston Bruins, the New York Rangers are going to be insanely good. That's your sleeper right there, I think. As good as they are, I think that's the sixth, the team with the sixth highest expectation. This division is the toughest. Yeah, it's the toughest one. Pick. That that is so hard. I'm looking at the teams you have to pick from, and it's unbelievable. So I have just for everyone to roast me for not picking the team they think. I have Boston, Washington, and the Rangers in. And the teams, the one out of the remaining five I'm trying to pick are Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, the Islanders, the Devils, and the Sabres. So I'm picking one out of four because the Devils are out. But Buffalo is it's just like the Rangers. They're young. They're quick. They got Taylor Hall. I mean, their first line might be the best line in hockey. The Islanders with Barry Trotz, to me, who's the best coach in hockey, I mean, he consistently wills that team to the playoffs. The Flyers, who were the one seed in the playoffs, and they're just, I mean, Kata Hot is just, he's the new Carey Price. And the Penguins, if you have, I hate to say it wearing my cap stuff, but if you have Sidney Crosby, you have a chance to win the cup every year. Yeah. Um, I mean, those are the, those are my options. Um Sleeper. I'm going the Sabres. Wow. I think Jack Eichel, if they don't make the playoffs, he's out. I, I think that's because Taylor Hall signed a one-year deal. I, th- I think that's that's going to be the the deciding fact. I mean, the future of this franchise depends on them making the playoffs this year, to me. So, they, I mean, they have to. So, to me, Pittsburgh's out, Philly's out, the Islanders are out, and the Devils are out. Sorry to all you Islanders and Pittsburgh fans that watch our show, but. Leaving the entire state of Pennsylvania out of the playoffs, man. Wow. Crazy. All right. If, this is if hard, seven but... teams from this division could make the playoffs, they would. So. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. I'm going to start with the Bruins. My expectations for the Bruins are. Not high, but I still think they're going to make the playoffs. So the defending President's Trophy, the core is still intact, minus Rudane Ochara. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to badmouth my own team. I do think they're going to be good, but I was more excited last year than I am this year. Washington Capitals as well, I think, make it. First year with a new coach is typically both well for a team. I wouldn't be surprised if they won the division. And I think... I can't. I will not be able to live with myself if I bet against Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin. And I'm going to stick in the state of Pennsylvania and put the Flyers as my last team. You left the Rangers out. Oh my! That's correct. Lord. I left. I left the entire state of New York out of the playoffs. That's three teams and New Jersey, which is pretty much New York. That whole area of the country is going to kill you. This is all one area of the country, but okay. No, that's what I'm saying. That I mean, because you can't say just New York. I mean, obviously Buffalo is in New York, but New Jersey, I mean, it's right there. So yeah, um, it's so hard. I'm it's, high on the, the Islanders too. If I actually think I would have picked the Islanders above the Rangers, 
I mean, I've said it for two years that the Rangers are just this close away. Mm-hmm. And I think Lafreniere is that he's that difference. He's that gap difference. And Panarin, the way he played last year um, and them, I mean, I hate to say it about the King, but them getting rid of Lundqvist allows for fresher guys in, in between the pipes. So yeah, I, I can't, I can't bet against the Rangers. Yeah, man. So hard. Okay. Um, why don't we go ahead and review you go first. Give me all 16 of your playoff teams. All right. So Calgary, Vancouver, Edmonton, Montreal, Boston, Buffalo, New York Rangers, Washington Capitals, uh, Carolina Hurricanes, Dallas Stars, Columbus Blue Jackets, Tampa Bay Lightning, Arizona Coyotes, Colorado Avalanche, St. Louis Blues, and the Vegas Golden Knights. Okay, my picks are Vancouver, Edmonton, Toronto, Winnipeg, Boston, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Washington, Columbus, Chicago, Florida, Tampa Bay, Arizona, Colorado, St. Louis, and Vegas. I feel very good having reread that. Yeah, that's because you're not looking at the amount of teams that we left out. You're not if you read the teams that we left out, you'd feel way yeah. less confident like that, about your pick. That has to be true for both of us. <laughs> um there's so many good I legitimately I think there are twenty five teams that can make not even. I think there's twenty eight teams that can make the playoffs. Yeah. Who couldn't? Who couldn't? Ottawa can't, New Jersey can't. I don't think Detroit can. Detroit can't. Okay. LA and probably Anaheim too. Yeah, but that's probably. So there's only three teams. So so no, yeah, there's three teams. Yeah. And then we get Seattle in June. Legitimate contenders. We get Seattle, the Seattle Kraken in June. June. Who knows how that's going to go? I hear same expansion rules as Vegas. So they should have a competitive team right away. That's what I'm saying. Taylor Hall is going to Seattle. Ovechkin's going yeah. to Seattle. Yeah, one-year deals for both of them. Yeah. So. Um, we're, Tuka, Rask, Tuka Rask could go to – although he already said if he doesn't play in Boston, he's retiring. So. Didn't Brady say that? No, Brady did not say that. No. Oh. Um, uh, we're, we're trying to build this this brand since we don't have Clemson ice hockey to, to – look forward to we're trying to we want to interact with the seven people that listen to us we're trying to build that number first of all but from seven to seven hundred thousand yes we think that's we think that's doable probably by next week my next week yeah yeah um but in all seriousness the people that listen to us our friends our family i mean we can't thank you enough for literally Mm -hmm. listening to us ramble about a sport we love. Um, I mean, our takes are ridiculous and you guys still listen to us. So, yeah, you know, we would do this on the phone or in person over dinner with each other, but now we just do it over zoom and hopefully yeah. you guys enjoy it. So, I mean, um, please feel free to, I mean, we, we want this, we encourage this. We Christian unfollowed all the people that don't follow us back on Twitter. So if you don't follow us, podcast. we can follow you back, but like, tweet at us so we can kind of get people to start 
seeing our our profile and seeing us interacting yeah. and seeing our takes um so like tweet us your your playoff picks tweet us who you think's gonna win the heart tweet and then you know we can talk about that next week bring up topics you want to hear us talk about i mean the the one the sky's the limit for us honestly because we're both communication majors christian with an emphasis in sports pr which is literally how you build a front office how you build a brand um so it's on christian if this podcast fails but um i mean this is kind of this is kind of our emphasis you know and what yeah. we're studying in school so this is such a i mean this is a one a project for us to work on that we can use for our resume but two something that we can actually monetize and make money off of yeah. and maybe down the line like this is passive income for us something we like to do but also makes us money so and you guys are the the way we do that um so first of all thank you and second of all let, let's hear what you got. Let's hear your playoff teams. Let's let's hear you yeah. rip us Start apart on Twitter. Conversations on Twitter, yeah, for yeah. sure. So, te- I mean, that, I want to I want to throw an idea by you right now. I'll put it on Twitter. I think we should start a good goal podcast, fantasy hockey league on ESPN. Win, winner gets the guest on the podcast. How's that? Sound? Done. All right, I'll send Perfect. out the tweet right now. Start the league. Let's do it. I mean, you know, our friends and family are in. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, right. if any way we can, we can, I mean, I, I know I'm rambling and I'm repeating myself, but literally like the seven people that watch us on YouTube and listen to us on Spotify, it makes our day to like click on our link and just see mm-hmm. that we had six views. Like <laughs> at least it's, it doesn't say zero. Honestly, so yeah. Anyway, so right, well, the goal go is for for this week: tweet us your who you think is going to make the playoffs and topics you want us to talk about for next week. If you've listened this long, all right. Yeah, I know this is a marathon, Matt. Okay, that's all we got. That's all I got, at least. That's all I got. All right. We'll see you next week. We'll do a Norris, Vezina, Hart, you we'll name do them all. preview. We'll do and them all. Yeah. That and we'll preview the, the opening night games because I think there's like yeah. eight of them or something. So Yeah, so we'll, we'll get that done right before the games and then the week after we'll talk about first week of games. We're going to have no no shortage of topics. Also, yeah, we are we have figured out a way to live stream so Caps, Bruins, I mean, we play eight times. I don't know if we're going to do it every time, but we're going to figure Definitely out a way that we can do yeah. a – and I'm going to plug him because he's awesome. Joe Rogan does a like a fight cast uh, where he sets up a timer so you can sync our audio with the game. Uh, we're going to have fun. We're going to do like prop games. I mean – Yeah, we'll trash talk, and you can get in the chat, ask his question. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we so, want to make this a lot of fun. So we're I know you guys enjoy all rivalries. So. Yeah. All right. We're rambling. Christian, I'll see you later. Y'all, I'll see you next week. Peace. All right. Peace.